Timothy B. Schmidt, thank you for joining us. Uh, we're here to talk about your new album, Day by Day. Uh, I, I want to get into this first, but I want to know your mindset on this album, how long it took, and just the, the whole process from start to finish. <laughs> Let's see. How much time do you have? <laughs> Give us the abridged version. Yeah, thank you. Um, so first of all, I'm very busy, have been very busy with the, with the Eagles. So I would uh, normally just come home, get myself settled down and start working on my own stuff in between touring or Eagles activities. And uh, so that's, that was no different for the most part, except for when COVID 2020 came and everything shut down, then I had a lot more um, time on my hands to, to come pretty much to my studio every day and do it. Um, there's no big major um, concept re regarding this. I just try to, I just try to write new songs and come up with things. And then uh, when I think it's time, I'll, uh, I'll uh, bring in the mothership and turn on the studio and, uh, and record it. And then, uh, and I just keep doing that, uh, you know, and accumulating songs and seeing, uh, see if I have, uh, enough good ones for a complete album. That's really kind of that simple. So was the mindset to have the solo album before the Eagles went out on tour in 2020? Because if I can recall correctly, you guys did an East Coast leg, you did a few shows, then you got shut down due to COVID. Um, <clears throat> no, the, the mindset was not that at all. It was mainly just to, uh, it, it was just as I said, I would come home, uh, take a breath and start working on my own stuff. Um, I, I, I'm not, I can't, I'm not good with deadlines. So um, I was, so, and, and fortunately with my own project, I don't have any deadlines. I can take as long as, or as short as I want. And that's pretty much what I do. Uh, and I just wait until I think it's all really nice and sculpted and ready. Well, I want to discuss the tracks, but, uh, first uh i want to get to the first track the opening track simple man because ben and i listen to the album and we, we do this with everybody but we listen to the album then we discuss and it was funny because we both agreed that we heard crosby stills and nash however ben was like i hear fleetwood mac as well i disagreed with him but then we find out Lindsay buckingham's doing the guitar on it yeah uh, talk about that track for for uh, for a moment well when i first started writing and got a couple of verses in and kind of got the song in the shape that, that I, that I think it was going to go. If there was no question in my mind that it was very CSN. And so I thought, you know, rather than like try and shy away from that, I'll just embrace it and just, and, and, and go that way. I, I had written songs before, like even a long time ago with three part harmony the whole way through. Uh, but this is in, in hindsight, it's, it's sort of an homage to them, I guess. And then uh, I called uh, Lindsay in because I thought he would, uh, and and he uh, graciously accepted to to come over and, and do some guitar work. Um, I thought that would be sort of the icing on the on the cake. So uh, that's how that came about. Fantastic track. Thank you. And you're doing all the harmonies, aren't you? I am not. Oh. Uh, it appears so on my video, uh, but um, but I'm not. Uh, I have two other guys. Probably at an, another time in my career, I would have done that. I, I would have done that, but I wouldn't have done it justice, you know. Uh, so, so I, I got, I, I brought in some ringers. I brought in two guys. One, their names are Chris Farmer 
and and Matt Jardine, who happens to be the son of Alderdine Jardine in the Beach Boys. Beach and, Boys. And Chris Farmer, the other guy, both of them have done have have had some done some time at, with the Beach Boy organization. They're really great singers. So uh, I brought them in for a couple of days and we just pounded on it and did it. When you go to see Brian Wilson in, in today's era, I mean, it's mostly the Matt Jardine show. Uh, yeah, Matt, Matt is the guy usually if he's with them, uh, is, is the high singer. And um, uh, yeah, he's very talented and as is Chris. And they were, uh, when they first came in, they, I think they thought there were, you know, there was going to be like a lead singer in some oohs and ahs or whatever in backgrounds. And I said, nope, singing every word. So it was a bit of work, but a lot of fun. So you consciously with that song knew that you wanted to keep those three-part harmonies rolling over and over on themselves. Because when I heard that track, I thought that was the power of that particular track. The, the Simple Man was the harmonies just rolling over on themselves. Um, it was a very strong sort of, way to way to do that track yeah i i really felt from the beginning it was the only way to do it so glad you agree (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean you got some big names on this record man you've got like mike finnegan uh rest in peace you've got jim keltner who's recorded a lot of solo stuff with the beatles lindsey buckingham like we've discussed uh matt jardine john fogarty from credence um jackson brown uh, i read was on there so how, how is jackson brown featured on this one um both he he and john fogarty sing on one track and that's this uh, a track called grinding stone and um i wanted sounds I, like the band that song sorry to cut in but when i heard grinding stone i was thinking of the band well good then i did my job I'm, I'm a huge fan of the band and i sort of when i started writing it i thought i thought yeah finally i have something that's sort of going that direction because i i i've always really loved uh, their record, the band's records. And, and it's, uh, when I, so the, the chorus calls for harmonies, but I didn't want it to, them to be really slick and doubled. And I didn't want them to all be me. Although as guide tracks, I put my voice on everything. And then, and then when, uh, they came in separately and I, I, I showed them and they had, they had heard it too. I sent, I had sent them, um, the tracks to make sure they still wanted to do it. And, um, and uh, I wanted to have uh, different characters and I didn't want to double it. I wanted it to be a little more crude, a la band, I guess. And I'm not trying to be the band. I just, I, I would like to say I probably more like I just sort of vaguely modeled it after that. But well, uh, yeah. so that's what those guys do. They, they, they bring in their own uh, uh, different characteristics vocally. You know, so, I mean, we're talking about all the influences on these tracks, but um you, you know, I listen and, you know, we're obviously omitting the, be- the, the, the Beatles, that we're omitting the Eagles. Um, but there's certain tracks on here that I feel could certainly fit into the Eagles catalog. And obviously we know that you have, a, you know, I can't tell you why and love will keep us alive. I want to know why certain track, uh, what, what goes through your process in why certain tracks are yours and certain tracks are offered to the band? Well, honestly, there's we. I really sincerely doubt that we're ever going to record again. Uh, people, people really want to hear the old stuff. For instance, on the last on the last uh, Eagles uh, uh, album, we we went out to tour with it. This was what I think 2007, and we had I think six or seven 
songs from the new album. Today, we don't do any of them. They, 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 it's not that people don't like them, but they really want to hear the, the stuff they grew up with and all that. Uh, so that's not really an issue anymore. I just really, even when it, even when we were recording, I didn't, I never thought about, well, I need to write a, a song to sing in the Eagles. I, I just, I just write these songs. And, and if something, you know, if I feel like, if I felt like I could present this as a possible Eagle song, I would, otherwise I didn't, didn't bother. And sometimes I would present them and they wouldn't, they wouldn't be accepted as an Eagle song. And, and I'd not, that wasn't like a painful thing. It's just the way it is. And I, I may have, I may have really liked the song anyway, so I'm going to keep it, put it in my hip pocket for my own stuff. Next Rainbow was a track in particular. I felt that that to me felt very much like a 80s Glenn Fry feel. Oh, that's interesting. I haven't heard that before. Uh, I don't know. It's another song where I just, uh, uh, I, I had my, my, uh, my touring drummer out in the studio and it was between takes and he started doing this beat and I started playing this thing on an acoustic guitar and that's how that started. Um, and uh, um, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm not really trying to copy anybody or I mean, I'm, everybody I hear has influenced me. I'm certain of that on in, in any musical genre, but um, you know, I just try and I, I try and get an idea and run with it and then hope that it sticks. It's interesting that um, this, when I was hearing the album, it sounded so organic, the whole thing. Like it sounded like one thing, but it almost sounded like it was so eclectic. Um, but it also um, all sort of came together. It's a really deep and at the same time, organic feeling record. Um, it reminded me of Flaming Pie by um, Paul McCartney in, in as much as how eclectic it was, because he has a lot of folk and a lot of um, sort of, rock sort of in there as well and the way it was produced um, my favorite track was conflicted and uh, all the way up the end of the record I like simple man as well but um, conflicted it, it kind of had this sort of Sam Cooke um, vibe about it which I really like because I really like that sort of doo-wop Motown stuff coming through I'm sure you you would too um, being so a big fan of like backups and and things like that yeah, I'm, I'm, I was definitely a fan of the, when I first heard that stuff on the radio as a young boy, I, I just like, uh, something really clicked and lit up. And uh, I wanted to know how they did that. And so I just listened and listened. And, and that's how I learned. Yeah, that, that, that song definitely uh, has, has a, a bit of that going in it. So, and, and, you know, in the past, I've done some soundtracks that were, that I actually covered some doo-wop songs just soundtracks for movies because it's a lot of fun. Yeah, there's like it, your element that you brought to the Eagles early on has a bit of R&B. Um, some of your music has an element that they wouldn't have had without you joining the band. Well, I was really happy back when I first joined the band when they asked me, you know, what, what, what songs do you have or part of some, parts of songs that we want, you know, you need to sing something uh, as the new guy. And uh, I was really happy when they picked up on my little piece at the time of I Can't Tell You Why, because it, because it wasn't, I didn't really want to sing a country rock song. I just didn't, you know. And I'm, I'm attracted, I mean, the, when I first picked up electric instruments, my friends and I, when, uh, in my first band in Sacramento, we, 
we were like listening to surf music, but at the same time, we were, we were listening, Motown was all over the radio. You could, could not not hear it. And it, that was a super big influencer as well. Like I said, I, I think everything seeps in and you, and you, and you uh, hopefully make something of your own out of it. Did you uh, sort of bring some of that uh, backup harmonies to um, Steely Dan or was that Steely Dan rubbing off on you or, or which way was it going? Well, Steely Dan, when I, when I started singing, uh, I guess I sang on quite a few tracks of theirs. Uh, they, especially Donald, they knew exactly what they wanted me to sing. I, I, was, a, I was the singer and they said, this is, this, these are your notes. And uh, I was happy to do so because they, they weren't really any different from what I, what I would have done anyway. But in, the, in, that, in that instance, they, 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 they had a plan and they knew what they wanted. And I think that's probably the case with all their instrumentation and vocals. So was that the case for this album with you? I mean, like when Kenny Wayne Shepherd comes, does he have a guitar track in mind or do you have something that you want him to play? Well, with in, in that case, I really wanted I really wanted a stone blues player, you know, and uh, and he's he's a friend of mine, and he had he had played on one of my songs a couple of albums ago, and I called him, and he uh, he came over, and I said, "Here's your sections." We worked it out a little bit together, but as far as his solos go, you know, I just had him play a bunch of times. And then we pretty much edited some the best parts together. And he was, uh, there was even one part where it didn't, I, I still wasn't happy with him. He, he was uh, gracious enough to come back to fix it. Because uh, most of these people who come over, the, the people with names and the people who you don't know as, as well, they all really want to please you. They, wanna, they wanted to please me. Is this okay? I can do it again. Is this, are you sure? Is that section okay? I can do the, do it again. And I love that because you can always do it again and save what you had in case you get it better. Well, now, talking about um, uh, Jardine, <clears throat> Mr. Jardine, I could almost hear some of the smile session, even like this album is so eclectic. Like I've never heard an album that has, like I can pick, oh, you know, I've got Sam Cooke mixed with the smile, you know, uh, wind chimes from from smile here, and then this track I'm hearing folk Crosby, Stills and Nash, um, but at the same time you've got your own fingerprint over the whole thing, and I think that's what I really like about this day by day record. Well, thank you. That sounds good to me. Thanks a lot. It's a good job. You know, um, with all the bands you've been in and the career you've had from Poco to Steely Dan to, you know, you toured with Jimmy Buffett, of course, the Eagles, uh, you're quoted as saying you're still hungry for more. Uh, like, at what point does that hunger stop? At what point are you okay? <laughs> well, I, you know, everything has to stop at some point. But the thing I like about my, my career and personally, the way I feel about it is, is that I'm 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 I I did my I didn't have a heyday when I was in my twenties. I don't feel I was writing songs and I was I was uh, having different amounts of success and, and all that was really great. But but as as far as a a, a real artist and a songwriter, I, it really didn't come to me until until later on. I I didn't ever did a solo show until I was after until uh, I was past sixty years old, and um, so um, I feel. I feel like, you know, I have, I, I feel 
like I still have that energy that one typically would have had as far as creativity goes, typically would have had when they were younger. So, so do you feel like you kind of have to get it off your chest a bit more or do you feel like um, sort of history has gotten you right or, or wrong or like, like with you, I feel like you're such a talented person that it feels like you've, you, you, you've assisted these other people for a long, long time, but you've still got this narrative that you need to do for yourself. Is that right? Yeah, it is right. I, I, it's really all for me. I, I'm, I just, I love the process. It, it makes me feel, uh, it makes me feel m- more whole. It makes me feel like, uh, like I'm actually doing what I'm supposed to be doing. It makes me happier, you know, when I'm, when I, when I'm in a creative mode and when I, when I wake up at night and, and I'm thinking, you know, wh- what is the, what is the missing line to this song? you know, or whatever, you know, I, I love that. I, I love that all encompassing feel of, of uh, trying to, trying to create something. And uh, I'm really fortunate to, to be able to do that. The Eagles actually allow me to do that, you know, because, because it, because my solo stuff is not my bread and butter. It's something that I love to do. And I, I'm going to keep doing it as long, as long as I can, you know. We have to ask you because Ben and I have a Beatles podcast and we know you toured with the all-star band and Ringo. Um, just, you know, your general observation, what was that like playing with a Beatle? Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, first of all, I get a call from Ringo Starr asking me if I want to be in the band for a while. He, call, he called you. Yeah, he called me. And I, Had you known him prior to that? Uh, I... No, no. I, I'm just trying to think if I actually ever met him. I actually met every Beatle at one point or another. Uh, but um, uh, so that that was really thrilling. And then and then we act when we actually started. Uh, I mean, listen, this is a, this was the Beatles. This is one of the Beatles, you know. Uh, and you know, I learned how to part of my craft through listening to them and copying their records and figuring out how what they're doing and stuff. And uh, uh, I saw them on Ed Sullivan and all that. Um, when we actually started rehearsing and when we actually started being on stage, I, I would just, you know, I'd be on stage and I'd turn my head and I'd see Ringo on the drums and I would just like mentally like <laughs> pinch myself, like, what is going on? This is like t- way too cool. So yeah, it was a very thrilling. Wow, and, and you even met John, huh? Very briefly one night, yes in a studio very briefly, but I did say hi and shook his hand. That's, that's it with him. Yeah. So was he just visiting or you guys were in the same studio at at that time or? It's a long story, but the short, the short uh, answer is I was visiting somebody else's session and I walked down the hall and he walked out and I couldn't not say hello to him. You know, that, that's kind of as simple as that. And then what about, you know, modern day, I mean, you and McCartney, uh, Eagles and McCartney are, are two of the top touring bands around. I mean, have you crossed paths with Paul a lot? Um, not a lot, but I have met him several times. And, um, and he actually came to one of our shows in L.A. Um, I actually missed him that day, but, I, but he was there, and, um, which I thought was great. Um, not, I'm not real close to any of them. I know Ringo. I know Ringo the best. 
but I can't say I'm close close with any of them. It seems like Ringo is the one that um, networks the most out of out of all the Beatles. Um, yeah, as an American, I was going to ask you this: um, someone that's from the the, the West, Sacramento, um, spent a lot of time in California. How would you personally assimilate the genius of the Beatles um, and the imp- and the creative impact of the Beatles with, say, a band like the Beach Boys and, and their sort of cultural impact on America? I, I'm not quite sure if I understand the, the question. It, it's, it's a hard question. I, I was just going to say, like, to me, the Beach Boys are so creative and the, the Beatles are a phenomenon as well. Yeah. And I just wanted to get your perspective as an American on, on, the, on the difference of the genius of the Beatles and the genius of the Beach Boys. Well, genius is genius, no matter how it's, how it's manifested. Uh, I, I, I learned a lot from both of them. Uh, I, uh, I used to, you know, uh, I, I bought my first bass guitar based on what Brian Wilson was playing and how he played, which was with his thumb at the time, uh, that kind of thing. And then the, vo- the voices were like, you can study them forever, you know. Uh, there's, I think there's a lot of similarities in, in a lot of ways, especially in certain songs. Uh, you, you, it's the best of both worlds, you know. It's just, it's just they just come from different parts of the globe. Yeah. Well, Timothy, uh, we really appreciate you speaking with us today. Is there anything else you want to add? Well, um, I just, uh, you know, I hope people listen to my record, you know, like always. <laughs> that That's kind of it. I'll, I'll still be cranking them out. Oh, that's great. This is, your, this, is your, this is your seventh album, right? Yes. Fantastic. Well, don't forget, Day by Day, out now. Hey, thank you so much. Timothy, appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Thanks, Timothy.